All right, Psalm 18, Psalm 18. We'll start there. We'll make reference to a fair few scriptures, which is usually the case. But this is, um, it is the 18th of June. And uh, this morning's Psalm was reading through there, Psalm 18. I'm going to read just the first three verses, but the whole Psalm is amazing. And uh, it's just part of that, you know, you read five Psalms a day, Psalm 18 and 48 and 78 and 108 and 138. It's always been a blessing to me. I've done it for years. And I'm going to read the first three verses, if you will, with me. Psalm 18, 1 through 3. Watch this. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Now, there are so many references in this passage that you could study, preach, teach on, etc. We're going to do the pretty much the forest and not the trees for this one. Because there's a an operative phrase in here that's a great way to remind ourselves every day. Verse 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. Uh, there are some people who put scripture to song and they'll take this verse 3 with verse 46 and you know the the verse 3 is i will call upon the lord who is worthy to be praised so shall i be saved from mine enemies i will call upon the lord and then they go to verse 46 the lord liveth and blessed be the rock and let the god of my salvation be exalted stuff like that i don't know about you i've got written in my copy of the Bible, my King James Bible, I write down their scripture song to remind me, and some, many times in the morning I'll just sing it to myself, didn't mean to put you through that, but maybe that you've heard that, that tune come with it, and it'll remind you. But today, I want to talk about a good determination. Notice, if you will, he said, I will love thee, O Lord. In the middle of verse 2, he said, I will trust in whom I will trust. Verse three, I will call upon the name of the Lord, the I wills, a good determination. Now life is a constant cycle of resistance and then hopefully for you, victory. But life is a constant cycle of resistance, okay? If you don't expect resistance, you're gonna be shocked. There is a resistance. That should not make us cynical. That should not make us apathetic. If it does anything, what it should make us is forewarned, and therefore we get forearmed, okay? So daily life presents things that pull against you, things that push on you, things that are constantly trying to persuade you. People are offering you products and proposals and all these things, and that's just part of daily life. So... A good determination is different than just plain old determination because determination by itself is not to be commended. The being that was the most determined is mentioned in Isaiah chapter 14, if you want to note it, in Ezekiel 28, and it's Lucifer, where he decided before man was ever on the earth, he decided that he said, I will ascend. I will be like the most high. I will, I will, I will. 
So determination by itself is not to be commended. This is very important. Uh, the world loves people who have self-determination. Joshua chapter 1. Now, I know there's a whole teaching, though, that makes, you know, people want someone else to determine for them as in supply for them and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to things like, say, athletic, athletics and business and money and, and uh, research and all that stuff, it, people are marked by their determination. How determined are they? But determination by itself is not to be commended. So you need to be careful. If you're one of those people who gets done whatever they determined, then you need to listen to what I got to say, Joshua 1. Joshua chapter 1. I'll give you a minute to get there. Joshua 1. This is worth marking. Don't lose your place. We're going back to Psalm 18. Going to refer to it frequently. And we're going to talk about four little old points today. But in in an introductory manner, in your mind, get hold of the fact that a good determination is what's necessary and what's needed and what's beneficial. A good one. So, uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have, would you mark this, good success. Verse 9. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Good success, verse 8, would you mark it? Good courage in verse 9. There is a difference between success and good success. There is a, a marked difference, a polar difference between good courage and courage. So <laughs> the answer is not no fear. The answer is fear God and thereby not receive the spirit of fear, Second Timothy chapter 1. So Psalm 18, 1 through 3 is a good determination. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. And then he said, I will trust. And then he said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So we want to think in terms of determination, but we should choose to apply our will unto good things, good in the eyes of God. Over in Acts chapter 11, verse 29, it says that they determined to put together an offering and send relief to the poor saints at Jerusalem. They couldn't work. They were being starved out of their work and everything. And this is connected to the giving that Paul mentions in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, which are classic, and, and rightly so, classical uh, missions project giving passages. My point is they had to determine to do it. But you see, what you determine to do is very important and in what spirit we do it. And we're going to talk about four things. Let me remind you that in his ministry, Paul had to decide some things. For example, when he wrote to them, he said, <coughs> I determined, this is 1 Corinthians 2, 2, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. It was the 
core of it, the center of it. So a good determination, the first thing is prioritized determinations. Prioritized determinations. Our Lord Jesus Christ said there were two great commands in Matthew 27, verses 38 and 39. The first command was to love the Lord thy God with all, heart, soul, mind, etc. The second, to love your neighbors yourself. Now listen, if you don't keep those in that order, you don't have good determinations. If you determine, I'm going to take care of my fellow man <coughs> and then I'll fit God in. You've just turned it all upside down. This is why there's all kind of verses in your Bible about the first attention being the people of God. That as a child of God, my first affections and attentions are to be to other Christians. Jesus said, who is my brother, my sister, my mother? They that do the will of God. And for me, that sounds all hard and all that, but it makes all the sense in the world to me. You see, if by mere physical birth, which you had no choice in, if by mere genealogy, which you had really no choice in personally, if you make that your prioritized determination to get along, to take care of, to love, blah, 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 all that stuff, then you're going to put God second and God died for those who would, for the whole world, and he loves those who love him. So he loved the world enough to die for it. But he loves those who love him back. And that is right. And that is God. And in fact, that is balanced, okay? In Matthew chapter 6, what did he tell them? Look, go over to Matthew 6 for a minute. We'll probably need to... This first point, prioritized, is very, very important. Because... Without prioritized determinations, we are, we're off track. We're way off track. Matthew 6, write it down, verses 24 to 34. He starts with verse 24 where he says, No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, the body than raiment. He didn't say, don't press your clothes, don't wash them. He didn't say, take care of what you have. He said, that can't be your prioritized determination. This is so important. In the day we live in especially. <clears throat> Behold the fowls of the air. They sow not, neither they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? You know what's happened today, don't you? You've got an institutionalized form of Christianity worldwide, pretty much. And that institutionalized form of Christianity says these verses are for a special group that get called to do something special. Ministry, missionary work, etc. But these verses aren't for the everyday Christian, but they are for the everyday Christian because even if you've got your job and all the stuff you're doing, you're supposed to be content with such things as you have. You're not supposed to have covetousness. I'm not supposed to have why? Because he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Let your conversation, Hebrews says, be without covetousness. So, verse 27, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit into his stature? Which of you by thinking can get taller? 
None. Like the little boy, you know, went to sleep and said, I'm going to grow tonight, I'm going to grow tonight, I'm going to grow tonight, got up next morning, stood beside the door jam where they had a little pencil mark, and he hadn't grown a bit. He was so disappointed. Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spend. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall I not much more clothe you of ye little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. The world of commerce lives and dies on people being obsessed with what they're going to get to eat. Not if they're going to get to eat, what they're going to what are we going to eat? Well, this and that. Choices, 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 right? Look, your heavenly Father, verse 32, knoweth that you have need of all these things. Need, not want, not cravings, okay? Not idiosyncrasies. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. First of all, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, he addeth no sorrow with it. Your food will be so much better tasting if you love God. If you are content, You'll be so much happier with whatever you do get. And if, if, if you've got someone who's skillful and makes it, praise the Lord. His righteousness, all these things you've added to you. Verse 34, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself, sufficient and days evil thereof. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean don't, don't be a good steward. It doesn't mean, you know, don't make any plans whatsoever. It makes, makes them say this. James chapter four, Lord willing. If the Lord will, I'm not even going to go over there today, but James chapter four, and he tells him, instead of deciding, instead of determining, we're going to this town and we're going to buy and sell and here's our program. He said, instead say, we're going to go do this. If the Lord wills, we'll do this and we'll do that. Give God the predetermined place. The prioritized determinations. God has to be at the top of it. See, the key is you and I have to be careful. And you can easily see, listen, you can easily see what I'm saying without me going over here just by thinking about it. All right, is willpower important? It is vital. But prioritize willpower is life and death for a child of God. I will love thee, O Lord. I will trust thee, O Lord. I will call upon the Lord. And in most most Christians' life, here's what I've seen, what I've experienced, what I find in the Bible. You're going to have a time of determination on, on any given thing, but especially on who you will love first, and that's God. But then you should gather some tools for determinations. That's what a planner, an organizer, that's what a calendar is. Calendar is, Moses said, teach us to number our days. Why? Because we're supposed to do that. But we're supposed to have a prioritized day, a prioritized determinations of our day by our Bible reading, our values, our prayer list, our commitments we make to others. Those are tools. There are tactics that you can learn. Tactics that help you say yes when you're supposed to say yes and no when you're supposed to say no. If someone says something and I say, okay, I'll tell you what, I'm, if you want, I'll do that. I've got an agreement with the people that know me, or they're supposed to have this agreement. Don't ask me, am I sure? 
because I'm not going to offer it without expecting you to take me up on it. Now, I know we've probably all done it where you offered and then someone took you up on it. And you're like, oh boy. And that's when you, sw you swear to your own hurt and change not. Psalm 15. So there are different tactics like learning how to say yes and no. And then there's tests of determination. And those tests are good for us. So there's prioritized determinations. The second thing is purified determinations. Now, not my will, thine be done, the Lord Jesus Christ said. James said in James 4, I said, if the Lord will, the old timers would write capital D, capital V, at the end of a letter where they committed to go preach somewhere or to give a certain amount of money to something. And that D stands for Deo Valente, Lord willing, God willing. Deo, God, Valente, as in will, as in volition, willing. Now, as we walk with God, what we do is we learn to let Him purify our determinations. Sometimes He'll purify them in the large determinations of life, what we set out to do is goals. If you're not careful, you will gradually pick up goals that have been pressured on you or programmed into you. It could be goals about money, possessions, retirement, so-called security. I believe with all my heart, one of the greatest issues of gospel work today is a lack of purified determinations by grandparents and parents because they influence those children about whether or not they'll say yes to God. So we walk with God, we let Him purify, and then we participate in the purifying. And it's not, look, it's not wishy-washy. It's not weak-willed. But it's a submitted will. It's not self-will, see? It's not for self, it's not to be seen, it's not to settle some score, it's not for praise or pressure or prosperity. It says, I delight to do thy will. So it's purified. Uh, for example, there's times when God will adjust your priorities. He'll adjust your determinations. There's times he'll, he'll adjust the level of success of something you've determined to do even under him determined. He said, do it. And you said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. And the Lord says, well, I'm not gonna let you do it perfectly. <laughs> and that freaks the per perfectionist right out of his mind. Amen. So purified determination is when we are constantly walking with God and willing to listen to him and we're letting him decide what is the determination we should take upon. What, is, what should we will? Now look, there's times when he's going to tell you to, to apply your will to something and it's not going to be pleasant. In fact, on a daily basis, I would say on a daily basis, if there's not things in your life, Chambers said this in a different way, but if there's not things in your life that you don't actually like and enjoy, but you need to be doing them, I feel sorry for you because you can't understand the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. The life of the Lord Jesus Christ for, his three and a, for, for all of his years, up to when he was revealed at 30, was a life of being submitted and subjected. And then when he was doing his ministry, he was rejected. 
criticized, betrayed, blasphemed. He didn't enjoy that. In fact, if you'll make a note in your Bible where it says that you need to run that race that is before you, it's going to tell you that the Lord Jesus Christ despised the shame, but he endured it for the eternity, for the after, okay? See, the Lord Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. And because there was a joy off in the future of redeeming the human race, that's why he, despised, he endured the cross and despised the shame. But he didn't despise that it was the will of God. He didn't go around complaining about the will of God. He didn't go around mumbling and grumbling about the will of God like many do. If you're a husband, a wife, mother, a father, a child, a grandparent, you're not supposed to spend your life mumbling and grumbling. It's, it, that is the world's way. That is the flesh's way. You know, they joke about soldiers always having, always complaining while they're doing their duty. That's not a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's just a soldier. Many of you have copied the worst part of soldiering or the carnal part of soldiering. Uh, some of the uh, combat type stuff that's, that's based on human courage and not good courage. You fellas shouldn't be doing that. You need to let God purify your determination. Need to be careful setting so-called ministry goals. Uh, I've seen people say, you know, well, I'm going to visit a certain number of hours and God might make it where they couldn't. Or I'm going to win a certain number of souls. You can't decide who you're going to win. Or I'm going to put out a certain number of tracks. That isn't how God works. I hate to tell you, but it isn't. You will inevitably cut corners. You will inevitably uh, exaggerate the numbers or round them up when it suits you. I've seen it on bus routes. I've seen it on Sunday school attendance. I've seen it on offerings. We have to purify our determination so that the number one is I love thee, Lord. I trust thee, Lord. I will call upon you. Number three, powered determinations. Powered. Now, power, any kind of power has rules and restrictions and resources. It has reasons that it works. Any kind of power. You think of electricity power. You think of motor and and uh, combustion power. You think of physical power, okay? And good power, good power more so has its determinations. Powered determinations. What are we talking about? Look at chapter, uh, Psalm 18, verse 1. Look at verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, would you mark it? My strength. My strength. Good power, powered determinations, or when God's strength helps us. We supply the will, God adds his power. Now, I don't, if you don't believe it, you haven't tried it. We have prioritized, we have purified, and then our determinations are powered. Let me say this. I feel like it's most, most demonstrated in daily tasks. I feel like it's most demonstrated in difficult times. In drudgery, as Oswald, Oswald Chambers says, one of the best ways to test your Christianity is see how you are in drudgery, when it's just one foot in front of the other. In duty, uh, it's manifested not just in daily tasks and difficult times and drudgery and duty. It's manifested in your don'ts 
as much as your dues. Now watch. You know the verse, Philippians 4, 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In the passage, he said, I can, I, can, I can abound and I can be abased. He said, I can suffer both ends of the human experience in Christ. So there's times you need a power of determination so that you handle, ready? You handle success right. It's really important. <clears throat> you got to learn to handle success. I, I've said for years and years and years and years, decades to young couples before you get married, one of the things you need to sit down and do and say, okay, if it gets really tough, we're going to stick together and do this. And if we really prosper, we're going to have this limited lifestyle. And whatever God gives us, we're not going to build bigger barns. We're going to put it into God and his work, etc. We're going to limit ourselves so we don't consume it. God's blessing upon our lust. You set your limits ahead of time. Two fellows, true illustration, were working construction, an out-of-town job, and they were brothers, and uh, got the end of a hard day, and one said, man, let's go get us a steak. I'm hungry. And the other said, let's go get a hamburger. We'll be hungry tomorrow whether we eat the steak or the hamburger, and we'll have a few extra bucks in our pocket if we eat the hamburger. Amen. <coughs> it's really easy. Listen, it's really, really easy, my dear friend. Super easy to indulge yourself. It's just easy. But more so, this power determinations is sometimes it's just hard work you have to do that day. Or it's cold, or it's hot, or it's inclement, or it's just totally not something you enjoy doing, or it might even be yucky stuff, nasty. And God says, let's see if we can keep this prioritized, purified determination. Let's power it. I can tell you there's not a day goes by. Not a day goes by, I'm not exaggerating, where I don't have a need for God's power to do something that I know I should determine to do that's often just a daily drudgery or duty, but I need to do it in the Spirit of God. Good determinations. The last point is praised determination. Now, get this. I want, at the end of my life, and I'm sure you do if you really were honest, I want at the end of my life to have some praise from God that I made the right determinations. So would you write down Matthew 25, verses 21 to 23, where he said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Listen, this is really important because it may cost you here. See, obedience is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams, 1 Samuel 15. So I've learned. I've been taught by the word, taught by the old man of God, practiced in my life, observed it in mine and others' life. Praised determination will come at the end of the way. You probably won't get much here, and I don't want any here if I, if I can get by. I want whatever I can get by on, for praise or credit here, I want the rest to go on to heaven and get it later. I want it later, 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 because that's eternal. Be careful. It's, it's the commercial spirit of our age to constantly present things in such a way that you get a praise 
for what you determine to do because it promotes and brings in money or help or followers, you know, be careful. Don't lose the fact that if you want to get praised determination, things that you've decided to do, I will, I will, they need to be prioritized and purified and powered by the Lord God Almighty. Now, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower, all those are messages in themselves. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. My life will praise him to the extent that I have prioritized and purified and powered determinations that I live out. <clears throat> Some of those are going to be just associated with being part of a home, a husband, a wife, mother, father, child, grandparent, etc. Some of those are going to be just associated with just being a part of society. Uh, if anybody should give a full honest day's work, it's a believer. Amen. So let us remember, let us remind ourselves that we need good determinations. And I pray that you'll look at these verses and when you're reading Psalms and all those places and you see the I wills that David says and other men, mark them down. When you see the bad I wills, mark them down. Beware of them. Because the don'ts are as much as the do's when it comes to powered determination. Father, pray you take this thought. Use it, I pray, to the Help the blessing, the challenge of the hearers. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.